0: Hello and welcome to the first podcast of Carriages and Castle Travel, produced by RDG Communications. We are here um, with Dave and Barbara Fuller. May I introduce you as Barbara Fuller and her esteemed husband, David Fuller, Renaissance Master and Area Barrister. They will serve as our host. They are adventurers and explorers of travel in locations around the world. We are Recording in the audio studio located in the College of Education at beautiful Northeastern State University in Tahlequah, Oklahoma. Dave, Barbara, welcome. Hi. Howdy, hey, hello. (laughs) And you guys are travel masters, travel the world, and get a lot of questions from different colleagues from all over the U.S. and Europe and get asked about what are some of your favorite places to go. And today we're going to talk about a very important one, the differences between Universal Studios and Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida.
1: So we do castles and carriages from a lot of different places, but the places that we've always ended up the most is at Universal and Disney And we're finding that we really enjoy them now that we don't have children with us, um, that we're able to travel. Well, we
2: still have children. They're
1: just (laughs) not at home. Well, yeah, they're not in the house. We don't take them with us anymore.
2: But they're still ours.
1: Yeah, well, sometimes we claim them. Um, Just depends. So one of the things that David gets asked all the time is uh, to make itineraries and to I uh, talked to people about how to go, when to go, the tricks, the trades, the skipping the lines, the, uh, one of the worst things we've probably ever done is, um, had so much knowledge about theme parks that our children have never stood in line. I don't think, I think they stood in line 10 minutes one time at a theme park and now they think it's the most atrocious thing in the world if they, you know, if it's like a 15 minute line, um. So I don't we weren't the best of parents when it came to that, I don't think. Um, but anyway, so we wanted to share with you our adventures. We wanted to share with you our little tips and hacks, um, stories along the way. We also we currently go, we uh hope to go to Universal over spring break for us, which is the middle of March, um, COVID pending, um, and do some stuff. So we do Halloween horror nights, which we love. Uh, we do uh David does podcasts with other people, which he loves, um, about Universal from all over the world. Uh, So it's just fun fun things. Uh, But as we go along, there'll be other things that we'll be talking about and doing. Um, I've gone to Vienna, and there's lots of carriages and lots of castles in Vienna that we can talk about. And uh randy here has uh your your introduction master has been to uh oxford england where his daughter went to school there um so we have we have a lot of areas uh to look at so david yes tell me personally which one do you like the best um universal or disney
2: it probably has a lot to do with where you are in your phase of life because uh if you have kids i think your answer is one question and if you have teenagers and no children i think your answer is another question but given the choice we would probably go to universal over disney we started doing that several years ago it, you know, it used to be people would never do that they'd go to disney and then they would maybe give a day to universal at the most but universal has become kind of like a three to four day if not a week-long destination so Given the choice of where the parks are right now, I would choose to go to Universal as my happy place.
1: I think we started going to Universal that first Thanksgiving where we thought we just can't do it. Um, and the, the kids were young and we thought, oh, no, we can't do either family this Thanksgiving.
2: Um, and it, so we, it was a way to avoid the relatives. Yeah.
1: And we followed that December too by going to Disney World. So it was a it was a holiday getaway all the way around.
2: I think the first time we went to Universal, they were in the process of building the Harry Potter and no yeah. one was going. So they uh, basically paid us to go there and uh, yeah. and spend some time, which we went and fell in love and had a good time.
1: Yeah, we, we I don't know why we feel almost offended to pay a lot of money to stay at a, at a Walt Disney World um hotel but then at universal we're like excited. I, I don't I don't know what our difference is between that um because they're not some of them aren't much different but uh it's probably the closeness and the transportation and stuff like that. But um we do we I think we we've, we've stayed on Walt Disney property once the Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Yes. For a cheer competition.
2: Go yes. team. Yeah. Good times. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was really exciting. Um, Everybody goes there for cheer competitions. They do. So tell everybody, David. The first of all, the differences between uh, that you've noticed between Universal and Disney World.
2: Well, the huge difference is what you're uh, really looking for. Of course, Disney World has four theme parks, and Universal currently only has two. So, right off the bat, if you're wanting more to do, then Disney World's the place to go for. A larger variety. Uh, The interesting thing is, though, that with the Harry Potter world and since then, Universal has sort of become the cutting edge as far as ride designs. In fact, it wasn't until Harry Potter opened that Disney finally got into gear and opened Avatar and Star Wars. So, for a cutting edge design and interesting uh, ride systems, Universal sort of has been leading the way as far as that. So, it really depends on what you're looking for. if, If, you know, Disney has the advantage of, 70 or 80 years of IP and children's stories, which Universal doesn't have. So they have a whole inherent library of entertainment as well as multiple um, TV channels to watch. So um, if you're wanting that or that's where your children are, you know, toddlers or really preteens, that's the place to go. But I think anything beyond that, uh, as you get a little more adventuresome, uh, Universal becomes the better option.
1: So tell me the differences. Um, Because I always get these confused. I know there's two islands, and one has to do with movies, and another has to do with uh, superheroes.
2: Yeah, so there's one island. I can never
1: remember this. I just go. One island. (laughs) Uh,
2: So the original theme park was called Universal Studios Florida. And when it was built, it was built as a working motion uh, production studio. In fact, they used to have a tour there like in Hollywood where you'd go tour around and watch them film things. Uh, great, great movies like uh, Ace Ventura: The Fourth Sequel was filmed there, and uh, and most recently, I, after reluctantly met, I watched the fifth uh, direct to a DVD release of Bring It On: In It to Win It, also filmed at the luxurious Orlando resort. So it
1: uh, it was hideous. Quite the mecca. Just hideous.
2: Of course on the on the <laughs> counterpoint uh, Disney, Hollywood studios at Disney was built uh, as a production studio. And their claim to flame, of course is The Ernest Goes Christmas movie. So I don't know how you balance all of those out <laughs> of which one's the better choice, but they're all epitomes of, of cinema greatness. But anyway, so you have the original one uh, and f- interesting enough when it opened uh, it was a disaster. Uh, because while the rides were technologically uh, interesting, they didn't work. And so uh, nobody, uh, you, you paid your money, and you couldn't ride on them. In fact, most famously, Steven Spielberg was there for the opening of the Jaws ride. Uh, he's terrified of water uh, and sharks, and of course his boat, boat quit, and he was stranded in the middle of the lagoon, <laughs> and they had to come and get another boat and pull up, and please let us offload you, Mr. Spielberg. So horrible. it was not... An auspicious beginning, uh, but ultimately they kind sort of got their act together. And then uh, the problem with the Universal is they've been bought and sold many, many times. Uh, but ultimately, they decided the, the, current, uh, the, the current the current owner decided let's let's go all in. Uh, so then, then they built Islands of Adventure. So Islands of Adventure is really the, the newest theme park in Orlando. It was built in 1999, but nothing's been built since it. So it really is the tag of the newest technological theme park and it it's, it composes different islands of adventure you have the superheroes you have the seuss you have the jurassic park now you have the harry potter uh, and the marvel superheroes so you have one side which is universal studios florida really themed to movies and tv shows for the most part and the other side uh, are your adventure side and then two years ago they opened volcano bay which is their water park uh, if you believe their advertising materials they say it's the third theme park uh, but everybody else just calls it a water park
1: so we have a great story about Volcano Bay that we will um, save until we. Well, I think we should tell them now. Okay. Well, you'll probably rehear it because I'll bring students in to do it. We took students to. Uh, I teach at Northeastern State University. I'm the director of the Innovation Discovery Education Lab and uh, Academy, and we go into schools, uh, pre-service teachers. Those those are teachers that are future teachers students that are future teachers and so we planned a trip to orlando where we have an an alumni that was there teaching and we went into her school for a week and we decided because they're students that we stay at you know a cheap cheaper hotel what was the name of it the cabana
2: bay beach resort the
1: cabana bay yes which is very entertaining and interesting
2: it's all themed to the 60s. You can get your zest yeah. soap and your VO5 uh, yes. shampoo. And,
1: and work out in the Jack.
2: The Jack LaLanne Fitness Center yeah. with juicers available for yes. everyone.
1: Yes. So it's very interesting. It's like the furthest hotel away from everything, though. Um, you have to cross a major highway to get there, to, to get to the bus. But anyway, so Volcano Bay is right next door. And, and they, you know, we heard all the great things about all of this stuff. And so... No one told us that every morning at five, six, seven, eight, nine, on the dot, there would be like someone sacrificing a virgin outside of her window. It was the boom, 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 boom,
2: boom, boom, boom,
1: boom, 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 boom. It's the loudest thing I've ever heard in my life. The
2: volcano gods wake up quite early. uh, (laughs) And I don't know if it's. Virgins are sacrificing, or perhaps returning all the swimwear that you know was left over from yesterday, <laughs> so
1: or, it's or what's happening. The loudest but, thing. but if
2: you want to sleep in, don't get the window view of Volcano Bay because sleep will, in meaning
1: after six a.m. Yeah, there will yeah. be no sleeping in. Yeah, so I had to apologize to my students who could barely fit in the room to start with because it is very small. Um, But yes, the every morning being woken up by the the giant drums and the it was.
2: So the uh, other thing I forgot to mention about (laughs) Universal, they have the two theme parks and the water park. Then they have what's called City Walk, which connects everything. City Walk is their arts and entertainment uh, hub, which has all of the restaurants, the movie theater and stuff. And so all of that encompasses Universal Resort. Uh, Fancy enough, they now call that Campus A, Universal. Because they just opened two hotels uh, at the old Wet and Wild property. That's called Campus B because it's about a mile down the road. And then they're going to build the Epic Universe, which is four or five years out, and that will be Campus C. So eventually, Universal Orlando will will consist of a larger footprint. But right now, it's just all that one self-contained area off of that. So Drive. that
1: City Walk is like what. Well, when we were young, it was called Pleasure Island.
2: Well, yeah, downtown. It's like, it's like Downtown Disney has the yeah, shopping and entertainment Disney. complex, but unlo- but that's kind of it's separate in Disney. And you have to you have to go there, and, and whereas uh-huh. the Universal serves as the central hub and feeds everything together, which is nice because usually people don't like like theme park food. So you can easily bop out, have yeah, have a meal nice. at some nice restaurant, and then bop right back in again. I guess one of the big things to mention about the difference between the two is course, Disney World has more to offer, but it, it, it's it's the size of Manhattan as far as the, the, the amount of land that they own. And um, Universal is self-contained. So in Disney, if I wanna go somewhere, i have got to get on my bus, get on another bus, and it takes forever. And depending where, where you are at Universal, it's a five minute walk from either park to either park, as well as a boat ride to your hotel. And we enjoy the convenience of-
1: Or a Harry Potter train.
2: Or the Harry Potter trenches And awesome. as we've gotten older and we don't like to walk as much, it's been delightful. Yeah, so it has been. Shorter distance.
0: All right. So I know we're going to take a short break, but whenever we come back, I've got a couple of questions for the <laughs> Universal Experts. Questions. We will be right back. Stay with us. And welcome back to Carriages and Castles Travel. Again, we are here at the audio recording studio located in the College of Education at beautiful Northeastern State University in Tahlequah. And we're back with our hosts, Barbara Fuller and her esteemed husband, Dave.
2: Esquire. And I'd like to make a note that we've not yet either talked about castles or carriages. Continue, (laughs) please.
0: Well, but we did talk about Disney. Well, that's true. But... Which is full and we'll of talk
2: castles.
1: more. We'll talk honest. more about Just Disney. Just saying, yes. we're
0: not doing so well with the branding. But that's okay. Continue on. But that's okay because one of the things I'm going to mention. We've been talking a lot about Universal Studios. Yes. We're going to talk about a castle. Hogwarts. Okay. <laughs> uh, interesting thing I learned. The beloved character at Hogwarts, uh, in the Gryffindor tower. Neville Longbottom. Oh, love that Neville. Love Neville. Yeah. Neville was one of those forgotten characters, I think. And supposedly the story goes at the opening of Harry Potter World at Universal, Neville was there. It's an actor named Matthew Lewis. He was actually there at the event to help with the opening, and he met a young Universal worker or guest, I don't I'm not quite sure which, named Angela Jones. And shall we say that the story between their love was magical?
2: So basically, we had the whole uh, pretty woman just right there. I'm pretty
0: sure, right there, playing out before our eyes, live on television as they opened up the Harry Potter ride
2: with Neville himself. Are we saying that if I go there, I can also marry someone from the film? You never
0: know. Okay, good to know. Uh, You might find Luna, Luna, or one of the more
1: power to you.
0: No, I actually, uh, they actually met there at the opening, from what I understand, and um, they wound up getting married in 2018 over in Italy. So from Hogwarts to America to Italy, traveling the world. Bonjour. In castles, and I'm sure they probably rode a carriage along the way.
1: Now, why wouldn't they get married in Hogwarts Castle at Universal? I mean, what an awesome place to! Can you imagine what an awesome place to get married? I wonder if they would ever open up. Well, they're not going to do that, but it would be interesting if they would open up like the top of Cinderella's castle and the top of yeah, did, uh, Hogwarts. Did, to
2: Disney has a events. whole wedding.
1: Uh, yeah, they do. Uh, you cin- have the carriage. Cinderella. Well, well yes,
2: it's I think you ride of- Cinderella's
0: carriage.
1: Yeah, well, you write in it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: The whole brigade yeah. of yeah. weddings you don't yeah. sit right.
1: on the pumpkin. And no.
0: right. <laughs> and, uh, that's it's something Universal's been a little behind on in the wedding game, but maybe that can change. Speaking of weddings, I have a funny story to share you guys about okay. Universal and weddings. Oh, please do. Okay. So, my daughter Wendy, when she got married,
1: who's named after who? Uh,
0: Wendy Mora Angela Darling from Peter Pan, <laughs> actually. Um, the same Wendy that went to school over in England and um, but when she got married, they went to Orlando and went to universal. Wendy is a huge Harry Potter fan. Mm-hmm. My son-in-law said she wore her black Hogwarts robe in August
1: oh gosh. We've on seen the entire those honeymoon
0: people. at the park <laughs> all day, yeah. every day. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And whenever she was a senior and we bought her the robe, she wore it around. And actually, this is kind of funny, it was in a gift shop and other shoppers in the shop kept asking her questions. And the funny thing was she kept knowing the answers. <laughs> yeah. And it got to the point to where somebody who actually worked there handed her a stack of shirts and asked if she'd take them to the back.
1: Oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> don't sell
0: these.
1: If you, I mean, like if you've never been to the gift shop or you know nothing about that, the robes that you buy aren't the flimsy like graduation robes they're the heavy doctoral robes i mean you know i always feel bad because we go if we go in the summer they force all of their employees you know to stay in character and they're wearing those robes and those scarves and of course they're like sweating like you wouldn't believe i feel horrible for them they're
2: quite expensive too those robes yeah they are they're pretty expensive dollars so
1: But last time we went, there was a whole family in line and it was, it was, when was it? Uh, Maybe, oh, it was October. So it wasn't cool outside at all. Um, But here's a picture for you. We have to, you have to stand in line sometimes for a while at at Hogwarts and the, the lines are beautiful. I mean, like everything's masterly done so that you're entertained and everything so you know here's your picture as you're standing in line is the person that's in the queue you know like right in front of you is with her grandmother with the shorts that are so short that there's nothing I mean you're just like whoa I'm from Arkansas and even Daisy Duke didn't do that right (laughs) but even Daisy Duke would have said woohoo put those back up um so she's there with her grandmother who is just perfectly fine with it. And then there's next to them is the entire family in robes mm. and flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, there's a picture. There's like two young kids and they're both their parents and they were all wearing the robes and the scarves and everything. And I just remember how hot it was. I couldn't believe that, you know, that, 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 that paints a little picture there for you. It's a good place to, uh, uh, what is it? People. People watch. It's a really good place. That and Disney both are great places. People talk to their children and do things with their children they would never do anywhere else. <laughs> I paid money to get in here. You will be nice. Yeah. <laughs> you'll get on the ride. And you'll love it.
0: Yes, it's kind of fun. Uh, both of my daughters have their Ravenclaw robes um, and they wear them the entire time they're back in Harry Potter world. And, um, it's quite fascinating to see how many of the park patrons actually do that and play the yeah. role as, yeah. as they do that. And sometimes it is hard to tell who's actually a worker and who's just yeah. somebody dressed the part. It's it's really fun. When we went um down a nocturne alley, it was fun. My youngest daughter um had her robe on and one of the workers that was not a good wizard. Mm-hmm. um was kind of pulling at her a little bit not physically but kind of talking to her she came come out and finally mm-hmm. said you're too good of a witch to be in nocturne alley <laughs> <laughs> that's good so yeah. i always love the way that they interact with people yeah yeah how they really do stay in character and, and i think that's one of the interesting things about both universal and disney they're both really good at that
1: they're very good at staying character especially the harry potter world is so authentic to what the books are that you believe that you're actually in that world there's no um there's no deviation from it they don't sell cokes they don't because there are no soft drinks in you know the harry potter world so everything like that is very authentic to um to the books the shops
2: are the actual size they would normally be. yeah
1: they are and the wand shop is like the we, we don't have the robes but the girls have the wands um and then we have the interactive wand. the last time we took them where you can go around and interact with um different pieces that are all around but yeah it's a really cool place to, to go
2: it's interesting we call it universal versus disney because really the harry potter's what changed everything right. until harry potter came along universal was kind of the also ran but Disney was supposed to have very Potter to begin with, that they contacted J.K. Rowling and offered her a lot of money. They weren't going to build a whole land, but they were going to give some rides to her. Um, and that was fine until uh, J.K. Rowling said, I have some requests. Uh, like well,
1: she she deserves controlling rides. There, there can't be any face characters.
2: Uh, the shops have to be like small and not like they are. And, of course, Disney said, this is what we do. We know what we're doing. Uh, you can't build a theme park with a small store. You need you know the... Sam's are the best buy size store to sell things. And so they were unable to reach a uh, negotiation because she held firm to stay like the books and Disney thought they had a blueprint. And so they uh, kicked her down the road and then Comcast and Universal said, we'll do whatever you wanna do. And uh, that's how that happened. So it could have been a Disney property, but interestingly enough, it is now a universal property.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I think that's really interesting because they're, they're building Harry Potter and doing stuff and Disney is over with Avatar, which
2: I mean, Hey, now there's five sequels so coming long. out, five sequels in the next twenty-two years. So
0: long. So hang on, it's coming back. Well, <laughs> and, now, are some of those sequels going to be filmed there at the? I don't great know. Lot of. Oh, uh, right. I'm not sure if they have any of the.
1: Uh... And that's probably the most disappointing thing about Disney is um, Disney has all of these different um, IPs. Yeah, but the Hollywood Studios is the one that has just constantly, you feel like you're paying a lot of money and you're going for like...
0: There's
2: only six rides.
1: I feel like 10 minutes, you know, and then we're out of the park and doing something else.
2: Well, the problem is it was like Universal. The purpose of the studio was to show you how movies are made. Yeah. But everyone knows now or no one cares. And so that's no longer. So it's switching from that to being an immersive park like Islands of Adventure. So it's caught in between... The two iterations, but you know it's the same price. It's always been for only really six working rides. So, yeah, that's kind of scary.
1: It does. It, that doesn't make me happy because I have to take a monorail or do something to get there, and then there's only a few things to do, and then you move on to some some one of the others. Sure. So, yeah. So, um
2: so if you were to ask me why I like uh, the Universal yeah. better than the Disney, I'd say one, I like the fact Universal is compact. I don't have to walk everywhere it's all self-contained and we'll talk
1: about disneyland at some point because it's really compact too yes,
2: disneyland and universal are a lot alike uh, mm-hmm. and then secondly um it's got the more in california yeah the more recent rides as well as ride systems more cutting edge stuff which people seem to enjoy uh, and then we'll talk later but quite frankly universal is just a much more cheaper option than disney we talked about hotels yeah the top flight hotel at disney is about a thousand dollars a night the same hotel at universal is about 500 dollars a night and arguably has better benefits. So just if you're looking for saving money and saving your legs, not walking as much, and want state-of-the-art stuff, Universal mm-hmm. kind of comes out as a better uh, option, I think, at this time.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, in the future, we'll talk about COVID standards that they have right now, and how that changes, how they're doing things, and um, what to do going forward, and how that's all going to kind of shake out. Um, Disney has Star Wars, uh, which has not had success because of several different things. We'll talk about that, too. What else will we talk about, David?
2: I don't know. We can always talk about uh, the future. What does the future hold? Universal is opening a multi-million dollar roller coaster in the next month or two, but they'll soft open it. And then Disney World was preparing for the big 50th anniversary. Then the COVID came. So there's actually four or five attractions on the kibosh currently. But Mm -hmm. when they open up and then Disney's interesting too, because they'll have the Star Wars Hotel, which we'll talk about at some point, which I think is the future of theme parks. It's like Westworld Alive, where you immerse yourself in an adventure for two days.
1: It really has become more and more a class system of, if you don't have a lot of money, it's very difficult to do, um, what you want to do and how you want to do it. And I think it's becoming more and more. I remember as a kid, I mean, that was my fantasy and we were very poverty and, you know, the, I didn't know any of this stuff existed. I didn't know there was a Disney world hardly, you know, I didn't know there was a theme park, but every Sunday night that theme song came on and, you know, I watched those wonderful movies and, that was just like a fantasy for me. It was amazing for me. Um, and it just, it seems like more and more it's gotten away from, um, you know, any kid's dream to, you know, only uh, higher classes where it can, can afford to go and take their children now. And I think that's really, really sad that uh, because of all the kids who need it are, you know, the ones that fantasize about it and it takes them out of their poverty world and
0: I think There's it's so interesting like you mentioned that. Of course, you grew up in Arkansas and I grew up mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. And I was the same way. I every Sunday night, Wonderful yeah. World of Disney come on and yeah. they would show the ride of the kids on the roller coaster at Disneyland. Yeah. And I thought that was only for the rich California kids. Yeah. You know, somebody like yeah. me could never, ever yeah. visit a park like that. And in fact, I was I was in college for the first time I got to go to Disney World.
1: Me too. My my roommate and I went when uh we graduated college. That was our graduation trip. Dave went to New York. No, that was that was the next time we graduated. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was after he graduated law school. First time Julie and I went was after uh, we graduated college. It was the first time I been, and that's she had gone as a kid, and so she wanted to go back and have that adventure. And it was the first time I was able to have that adventure um, too. And then then I met Dave. Mm-hmm. And for his graduation trip, he went to New York while we went back to Disney.
2: That's the trip where you uh, totaled the car, right?
1: I didn't total the car.
2: Well, you got the extra insurance, <laughs> I hope. I didn't get the extra no. insurance, but it
1: did pay for it. Okay, good. Um, well, okay. Are we telling stories here? Isn't that the trip where uh, your friend had you going to all the strip clubs and doing all that in New York?
2: I'm not sure what you're talking okay,
1: about. Okay, sure. <laughs> it was, uh... oh, he grew up with you guys. We probably should not say his we name. We shouldn't
2: say names. Okay.
1: <laughs> we'll tell you who it is after.
2: But it was uh, not me. It was it not you. Ra- it, was, it
1: was not. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was not Randy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was not Randy. Um, those are other stories. So, yeah. So, yeah, I, I didn't go till I was in college. And you went.
2: First time I went to Disney World, it was in the 70s. It was before Epcot was Oh, my gosh. There. Oh, wow. My, my parents, who I claim never took me anywhere. Uh, did take me to Disney World not long after it opened. I don't know the exact date, but there was just the Disney World, nothing else at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when I got hooked and enjoyed that sort of thing.
1: That's cool. Okay. That's neat. And then, of course, our children, all of our children, benefit so much. It's like a a rite of passage almost, uh, especially for us who've started going every Halloween. Sure. This year that's our daughter. Halloween Horror Nights.
2: That's a whole separate conversation. Which I Randy's not been, is that right, Randy? That's correct.
0: Okay. I have not been that. Would you love Horror to go? Nights.
1: We're gonna have to you I would love go. to go
0: sometime. It would be fun.
1: You should go. We're going this Halloween, that was the girls' Christmas present. Uh was to take them to Halloween Horror Nights because they've gone one time with us. And our oldest daughter, Eden, is married. And it was funny because they opened their gifts and they all had the same gift. You know, they it was like the explanation of what they were doing. And both girls were like, oh, yay, yay, yay. And then poor Dylan was like, oh, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> You're going to. You, go. <laughs> you are now welcome. a part of the, of the you know, family. So he was very excited after that. Okay.
0: Good talk. I think that's it. All what right. You you, at
1: least for this, hey this time.
0: Awesome. We want to thank everybody for joining us for this very first podcast of Carriages and Castles Travel. And we hope you join us again. Yeah. Thanks for being here, Barbara, Dave. Thank you for thank all of your yeah, wonderful insights. Thank
1: you, Randy. Oh, we haven't even talked about. It. We'll have to do the Cove, the
0: Discovery Cove. Discovery Cove for Randy's, Randy's happy place. It is Fantastic his happy place. Place if you're in yeah. Orlando.
1: Yeah. So much more in the future.
0: Good times.
1: Good times. Oh, give a plug to your producers, people. To your to their podcast. Oh yeah,
2: so uh, I got interested in podcasting and listening to podcasts because of the UUOP, which is the unofficial universe Orlando podcast, which comes out of England. Has been going on for ten years now. They're the ultimate Happy anniversary Happy anniversary, the ultimate authority in uh, universal travels and podcasting. So check them out if you want a ten years worth of information, uh,
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. as opposed to one year one show from us. But uh, it's an awesome
0: awesome one to do
2: listen
0: to. All right. Thanks, Randy. You bet. Everyone join us again for the next episode of Carriages and Castles Tribal. Thanks for joining us.